The Bastard Movie Archives Hangover with Andy and Mix. You never asked for it. You know what else was tough? <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, hey, I'm Andy Steinhauer. I'm Max Wyland. And uh, we just watched Double Down. Yeah, we watched uh, Neil Breen's Double Down. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was... Uh, <laughs> Andy's hurt. It was not my favorite. Uh, Max, do you know why it was called Double Down? Because it... it uh, Double down on the stock footage? Negative. You don't know why. <laughs> Neither do I. Neither does anyone. The one man who knows uh, is Neil Breen. <laughs> do, do we have to? Should we go find out? Our, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, <laughs> does not know why it's called Double Down. <laughs> Nobody knows except Neil Breen. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe that was the name of his quest, his vague quest. That's that's a very zen. It's it's the double down quest. <laughs> Maybe he just really, really wanted one of those sandwiches from KFC, <laughs> and he went into the desert to get it because he's not very bright. And then, yeah, maybe that movie was a quest to stop the double down from being unleashed upon the world, and then it was unleashed upon the world, and and he failed in his quest, and he's like, I guess I could just give up. Like, like he stopped making the movie halfway through and knew that it was going to turn into that, but the stock footage came and like <laughs> created it, it turned like turned into the end of Akira, but just like with stock footage, it created this amorphous thing. I, I like, yeah, I think that's what we just witnessed. <laughs> so let's break let's break it down. Let's break down, Andy. What what was this movie? What 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 happened in this movie? Uh, well, I think I think he filmed maybe like. <laughs> somewhere between five and ten scenes uh, and then just cut them together. And I think by by scene, I think they just uh, put him and some of his buddies in front of a camera with very vague ideas about what was going on. And then in the editing room, they tried to make it make sense later is, is what I think happened. Uh, because there's this place, he they keep going back to this shot where he's in front of a rock next to two dish satellites that are sea clamped to his trunk, uh, and, and he keeps he like looks through tuna cans and I, it's it look opens computers that are off. Yeah, all his computers are never on and they're never plugged in. Mm-hmm. Which which is further evidence to what uh, I'm pretty sure both of us think this movie really is. Yes. Which is the uh, insane ramblings of a homeless madman who doesn't drink enough water. Who yeah, who stole a car. Yep. Um, and drove it out in the middle of the desert. And which and they showed us where he steals the car. Yeah, he does. He takes it from a valet for two hundred dollars, which is probably the, all he got from the street that day. Yep. Um, but he doesn't think he got that off the street because he's living in some sort of hyper schizophrenic lie. <laughs> Uh, and, um, like when he's walking down the street and his voiceover is like, none of you understand what could happen or what's happening right now. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've seen that downtown. Downtown all the time. All the time. We see that every day. Um, but yeah, so, um, yeah, so he just jacked a car and drove off in the desert, and he magically runs himself over many times. Many times, and then he writes, he always "Help just me!" Wakes, yeah, he like, like, like he's just like done a bunch of pills and like a bunch of. Well, it's the tuna, it's the mercury poisoning. Yeah, yeah, too he's much like, tuna. Yeah, so 
So he uh, he only eats tuna yeah. pretty much is it. And later on in the movie, he's got like a box full of empty tuna. He probably cans. has like a whole journal written about how they can't put trackers in tuna. So he knows oh, it's safe to eat. Maybe this movie's smarter than we think. Maybe it's like Memento. And he just wakes up with his car next to a bloody help me like every day. That's just how he wakes up every day. With and then his he, dead wife. With his dead wife who's decomposing in that bag. That he makes love to, even though it's kind of like making love to his memories, because while he's doing it, it just keeps showing his memories. I think I think in Neil Breen's mind, that was something beautiful that was happening. But to the casual viewer, it looked like he was fucking a skeleton. <laughs> but see, that's why I love Neil Breen. Is <laughs> because to Neil Breen, it's something beautiful and amazing, but to everybody else, it's fucking wrong. <laughs> that is what makes Neil Breen movies amazing i even the fucking wrong though it it wasn't like shocking wrong it was just like i don't think you know what you're doing (laughs) no but that's great it's because it's 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 like watching it's like watching a kid play barbie dolls and start doing some real dark shit with them and not really understanding what (laughs) (laughs) Uh, except this man had a little bit of money yeah, so uh, Neil Breen is a uh, uh, real estate agent. Realtor. Realtor thing, something like that, uh, out in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And he it's kind of like he just makes these movies because he likes making movies. He's passionate about this, what he likes. I've, I've listened to a few radio interviews with him, and he's, he's pretty self-aware about how they're treated. Like, he tours these films, so I, I think it's no mystery to him. It's not like... I don't think it's like Tommy Wiseau who, like Tommy Wiseau, set out to make a drama and now is trying to capitalize on the fact that it's yeah. Tommy like, Tommy Wiseau doesn't 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 really get it. Yeah. So and and now that he's trying to do funny things, it's just real weird and doesn't yeah. make any. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not good. And um, Neil Breen, and this is why I love Neil Breen is because he he gets what people get out of it, but it doesn't change what he he's just going to keep making his movies. And I think he takes them as equal as seriously as he always did. And he's just like, no, these are my movies. Hmm. Cause it's, I mean, for three films, it's been pretty consistent in terms of <laughs> like, even when he's trying to be funny, like yeah. do like a comedy scene, it still lands in that usual Neil Breen way that it's just like, like it did in this movie where it's just like a witty line. You're like, what? <laughs> It's just, yeah. And he, in, yeah, in the radio interview, it was fun to listen to because he's like, you know, I don't really know what I'm doing. And he just starts laughing and he's like, I think people, most people who watch it probably, you know, they'll tell you that. <laughs> so he, like, he's aware <laughs> of how people react to him. He just doesn't change the way he does it. He just likes making movies. Yeah. And I, All right. I'll give him props for that. And I just, but I don't want him to stop because they're so weird. You know, they're so weird. I, I, I'll, I'll hand it to you because there is something like kind of pure and wonderful about somebody who makes something so bad and and really kind of doesn't care and it just likes to do it yeah and 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 i think and the nice thing is it's less and less stock footage mm. i think as he kind of gets more money or can start making them cheaper how does he get more money he just he tours the movie, his movies the, the movie yeah he tours them they go around like new art is where i new art plays and they get like re-screenings where they have to bring it back because so many people go out to see these wow so, like, uh, like they did four screenings of his latest Fateful Findings in, at New Art, and I, I went to one of them. But um, he, but he on Kickstarter, he like raised fifty thousand dollars for his next movie, and it's not even his full budget because he finance he self finances these. But he's like, yeah, I want more money so I can do some more things with him, and he raised it. So, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I'm excited yeah. for his next movie for sure. I'm something for his next we'll, movie. We'll have to. I'll, I'll drag you to it at Newark <laughs> at midnight because <laughs> they only show these movies at midnight. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, look, I I, I I I get that. I I'm not I'm not one of those horrible internet people who's like, stop doing what you're doing. You know, if he's getting something out of it, great. And I guess people are going to see it, so they're getting something out of it, even if it's kind of making fun of him. Uh, but man, yeah. that was just, it was just really painful. It was really painful. Yeah. This one definitely is the most stock footage. This one's like one of the, it's not the stock ones. footage though. That makes it painful. Is it the, the, the lack of inflection and dry? Like it's really great watching Neil Breen act in like family situations. And there's not <laughs> enough of that in this one that there's a lot of in the later and then later ones Yeah, where it's him with where he actually has to interact with people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and not just shots of people against blue backgrounds. I did enjoy how there was that one family where he faith healed a little girl with brain cancer. Uh, yeah, well, see, that's where Neil Breen excels is in pools. Because all of his movies have a thing, and it's pools, yeah, dinner scenes, okay, and um, usually something out in the desert. Mm-hmm. Um, and where he excels beyond anything is in dinner scenes and pools, because... Neil Breen's interpretation of social norms at dinner tables and pools is not what the rest of the world considers a norm. Oh, right. That that weird nudity thing where she was wearing a yeah. skin-colored yeah. thong for no reason? It's, yeah. That's why yeah. everything he does that has to do with pools or dinner tables is just great. Because things weird things like that happen at dinner tables where he just cures cancer. Yeah. Or, or like, you know, we'll get to it if we can watch I Am Here Now. Which is his like sci-fi op Jesus opera, but well, let's let's start at the beginning. Uh, he's he's in the desert, yeah. um, explaining to us that he is the the best hacker, the best uh, secret operative. Uh, uh, yeah, mixed in with some like spiritual poetry language about yeah, like yeah. life. Imagine a lot of this weird spiritual stuff. Imagine just like Terrence Malick like esque. Um, from like Thin Red Line or The Tree of Life or any of those, but without skill. Skill, yeah, <laughs> I guess is the best way to put it. Is that's what a lot of that is. But but as as his voiceover, as his horribly horribly flat voiceover, uh, is is literally telling us all these things. He's just kind of walking through the desert and looking yeah, at computers in the desert. Yeah, that aren't on, and at his car. Um, sad. It just looks very sad. Up, uh, he, yeah, he hooks up his like direct TV. I'm pretty sure that's how he gets his. I I like to think that he's a homeless guy that just jacked some apartment complex's direct TV dish, <laughs> and he's like trying to route it into his like trying to make comp- it work. Trying to make it work out in the desert, <laughs> where he's where he's gonna live to find his dead wife. I I do I I love though how he's explaining uh how he's how powerful he is, and, and yeah he definitely goes on one of those. And he's he's so so powerful apparently, and he also um, no government would dare kill him because if anybody kills him, right? Because he's a terrorist. He yeah. He uh, uh, biological agents in major cities will be unleashed, and it's it's uh it's pretty crazy that yeah he like wants he's to just take a terrorist. Down, he wants to take down evil government corporate stuff, but by doing that, he's threatening to like literally destroy everybody, mm-hmm. just so they don't kill him. He's he's just a he's just a straight up homeless terrorist except he's crazy so he's not actually a terrorist he just thinks he is. Yeah, he's kind of like he's kind of like if you're your maybe pseudo white power uncle <laughs> was a homeless crazy man trying to have his way a little bit. Mm. 
It sounds like a lot of uncles. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of the uncles. Every family's you, got one. Everybody, everybody, everybody just got done with Thanksgiving. You know, you can tell <laughs> us about that. You can tell us about your crazy white power uncles. Now, honey, Marl is going to be at this dinner. So uh, when he says some things, I want you to not pay attention. And if he asks you to go somewhere with him, you come talk to me. That's who this guy is. <laughs> yep. Now, are we going to get to the anthrax? Do we want to jump on the anthrax bit? Well, let's already? get there because, I mean, he's wandering around in the desert ex- telling us how badass he is, and then weird spiritual stuff starts to happen. Yeah, this movie's very nonlinear. And then we, we jump we jump to uh, the pool, this pool scene where um, it looks like... Oh, it's one of my favorite reactions to someone dying ever. I, I love how uh, he's he's there with his wife. Uh, yeah. We figure out... Uh, well, he, he just asked her right. to marry him. The, the the crazy pool. thing is he's there and and they get undressed and it you think it's going to be like a weird sexy naked scene but she's wearing she's wearing like a sort of skin colored it's like um, a skin colored thong but it doesn't look like there's any attempt to really hide that she's not quite nude yeah. but it's still a skin colored thong it was definitely one of those things that Neil Breen like was backed into a corner and she was like I'm not going in yeah naked and he was like fine skin color and then she's turned away from the camera strategically so like and, and really awkwardly the crazy part is. Is, is and this is the another him, one of the male fantasy parts. Him totally being naked and not caring. Well, he doesn't care, but just the fact that uh, that that is his marriage proposal is they hop in the pool. She's nude. Literally seconds later, he's got a ring out, and this is like maybe at their house. Then, so she dies while yeah. they're still in love and before marriage and life and children is <laughs> set and they hate each other. But yeah, she and she gets shot like in the small of the back. Yep. and falls in the pool, and he grabs her. And then, and then he's while he's going no, which is one of the best no's ever. Where he's like, ah! it's like one of my favorite. <laughs> oh, it's so good. She she falls. He he. I guess just lets her go in the pool when she's still dying and she's floating on her front. Yeah, it's very. It's it's obviously a very staged sort of like floating sort of cross shaped T shaped body. Something it's the it it, it it was him trying to duplicate Im, like symbolic imagery that you would see in like Jodorowsky. It's it's very obviously him doing that. Like I've seen, I'm pretty sure I've seen that exact same image in Jodorowsky, and it was just him trying to duplicate duplicate. And then he did the same thing where it was him face down floating. Yeah, except his legs were time. wide apart. Oh, wide apart, so you got full taint and balls. I mean, you saw the whole thing. They're they're both floating in the pool. Uh, his but his wife's legs are like together because the actress is like. I don't think I need to show my Yeah, she's under she, I think she started to see the film yeah. a bit. Um from you know the parts that she was in. I mean, most of the time with Neil Breen movies, most of most of the women and not just the women actually, most of the people in the movies are not comfortable being there. <laughs> you can just kind of see it yeah through their Yeah, and he loves he loves slightly exploitation-esque shirts and revealing garbs we'll get to that in the later films but he loves things that are very loose fitting i just uh i i just thought i just thought to myself if your wife just died in your arms why would you let her float around in the pool why wouldn't you like hold her get her out of the pool maybe try to resuscitate maybe she would have lived through the whole thing if you wouldn't have put her face down in the fucking pool (laughs) maybe he was too busy like murdering the guy or something i don't know i think he was too busy living his weird action (laughs) male fantasy quest yeah (laughs) his no 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 that's what quest means we just can't say what quest means (laughs) 
It's just his quest. <laughs> He's questing for. Which, just so you dot, know, dot, in the dot, movie, dot. that's what they say. They it's do say quest. quest. They, they literally say, say quest. So the, this whole film is a master is is a master class in vague vague nothings. I guess this whole film is a master class in master race politics. <laughs> uh, I, I just said that on a whim. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but like, uh, uh, I yeah, I just said that as a whim. It's not actually. I mean, it's Vegas. It's just a bunch of Vegas guys. I don't know if it's actually white class. No, white, no, I don't. I don't think. I don't. Yeah. I don't mean to accuse these people of white supremacy. Uh, it's just. Uh, uh, it's just. It's such a weird. It's male fantasy for pasty sure. Pasty fantasy, like it's just. It's just not. Not working. Yeah, I think. Um, uh, yeah. What was I? I was saying something before it got all white, like white race shit yeah i derailed us that's my fault uh I, whatever it's fine but he uh, they so so his his wife's dead and then uh and then all of a sudden maybe not all of a sudden he's back we're back in the desert for a few shots but then he's he's suddenly meeting some g-men in the middle of a plaza and yeah. you can hear you can hear traffic in the background over the recording so he's recording someplace in the middle of the city uh but behind everyone's head on these close-up shots it's just, blue sky. it's just blue sky right so he didn't have to film there i mean he's it, i give the guy props he at least is covering up his band-aids what band-aids over where shoot where he's shooting and things like that. He's, he's, well that's he's, what i'm he's, saying like if you were going to shoot it just against the sky you could have taken him out in the desert so you didn't get all that traffic yeah, he definitely noise. wanted to make him go back into vegas for some reason because remember he it like becomes a big thing where he has to like get ready to go back into vegas change his clothes yeah, go, yeah, yeah. Drive back puts into Vegas. different clothes on yeah. instead of that black shirt. Oh, that's another thing. Through all of this uh, expository crap. Oh yeah, the clothes continuity is out the fucking window. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he's, he's usually got all the time. He's usually got a black tank top on and jeans for yeah. like m- most of the yeah. first. Act. And then we'll get to the she the the sleeveless uh, metal. Oh yeah, thing. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, later on he puts on a uh, a jean jacket that is sleeveless that has uh, all, all these medals, medals, which he explains. He starts explaining what these war medals are, uh, which I I feel like dishonors what they actually are. But I just uh, like that they're honestly, it's so it's so fucking white trash. It's so white trash that he's got it on a sleeveless fucking shirt. And also, I bring up that uh, they're on they're on a sleeveless jacket, like right where his nipples are under there. Oh yeah. So yeah, there's no bleeding. undershirt. Yeah, that's that's got to be rough. He's he was bleeding. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It, it's funny though because I could totally see shit like that happening in the South. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like in like real like bumfuck nowhere white white trash like sure South. I could see some guy wearing his war medals on a sleeveless fucking shirt. Okay, yeah. Wear that. He'd wear that into the bar and give veteran a blowjob. Shit, you know. I mean, I could see that. I could see that on uh, on a vest in like a like a motorcycle uh, club guy could put yeah. his war medals well, no, on but his the, vest. But, but there would be like trash stuff would be under trying it. to do that. But it's oh. they live in a fucking so white trailer. trash white tr- the white trash guys saw it somewhere and decided yeah, to do saw it, it. Like, yeah because on a biker work it's leather and, you, you know. might have actually gone to war too <laughs> you're not just it's not like your grandpa's medals or something yeah. you're just putting on <laughs> a thing to look cool yeah like where did you find those buddy yeah yeah something like that actually i think you can go to surplus stores and get like random medals as props you can. yeah you can yeah yeah you you, you it, a lot it's someone sometimes it's very hard to find you uh like U.S. military ones. Mm. Most of them are like foreign. 
yeah, foreign metals. They might be like weird made ones as like props British too. Like stuff or like yeah. made metals or like other other sort of other army metals or ROTC metals and stuff. <laughs> the, the, just the fact that rather than just having them as props, he A, felt the need to explain them and B, felt the need to wear this vest for like two shots in the desert while yeah. nobody else was around just for himself. Which makes you wonder where he got the medals. If he has like like old vets in his family or something. Well, he's he's supposed to be this this like decorated. Oh, I meant real, I meant in real life. Oh, in I, real I, life, I, I didn't mean like in, yeah. in the in the movie. He has every medal ever and is always the greatest person ever. <laughs> he's like this is the uh, congressional medal of honor next to the uh, next to the Iron <laughs> with, Cross. With that one, you would have to have it be paper mache, <laughs> like a paper mache medal of honor, or something like that. Next to next to the I don't know, like the the Sun Tzu remembrance. <laughs> oh my like God. every 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 medal ever from every country <laughs> well he did say he worked for multiple countries he did he yeah, did he did he does say that he says he's very vague about what he's done it's always no, my this, country oh, that's what i was saying this because this movie is a master class in vague nothings yeah it is literally if you if you want to know how to write nothing in terms of like being specific or creating a world this is it this is how you do it <laughs> Because nothing is explained. We don't know the who, what, where, or why. We don't know there, any of that. There is this there is this massive threat that he that he does talk about through most of right. the film. But we don't know what it is. It's an it's an imminent attack, right? Yeah. And we speculated that maybe he was causing it and trying to fix it. Uh I don't yeah. think that's what was happening. I think he was trying to stop a threat throughout the whole movie. I think he was. I think the way that he talks about everything in this movie and the way it's written is like a master class in George Orwell's like political speak like vocabulary propaganda where it's like everything you're saying means nothing it's just vague ambiguities that's what this is but i i i really i still after watching that whole movie wonder what that threat was no no but because we never know that's what's brilliant about it is like it's just not brilliant no 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 i don't mean brilliant (laughs) i i mean like yeah i i meant brilliant in the way of being like like why orwell would have had a heyday with something like this is because it's 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 you're saying things without but actually saying anything. We we do see a a brick of anthrax, which I thought was a brick of cocaine at first. That he just starts rubbing on people, but it's supposed to be airborne. Yeah, why does he rub it on people? Yeah, but he says everyone's going to be dead in a matter of minutes because it's airborne. I'm like, that goes for you too. Buddy. Why why is he rubbing it on people, and why does he kill that innocent guy uh, who just married the lady? Yeah, so well, because he killed the wrong guy. That's why he was on the phone, and he was like, what? Yeah, he okay, so he, he goes he rock. goes to a chapel, uh, like a Vegas chapel, and uh after he's stolen this car and he picks up a uh, a couple that just got married. And it makes you wonder why the person who the person was he was supposed to pick up that was getting shotgun married. Who at, yeah, at, at, in Vegas. Why is that a spy thing you're doing? Uh but he picks them up yeah. and then poisons them both and the guy dies with and frozen with yeah. fucking strawberries that he puts in champagne, which I've never heard of, but maybe yeah. that's a thing. Uh, and so they're they're both uh, they're both uh, like they he dump, dumps them in the desert when he figures out they're the wrong people after he fucking kills a guy. See, was he dead? I don't because the girl's still alive and she yeah. just like looks she he, and he like holds he like is actually carrying her. So I don't know if she's paralyzed or something, but like <sighs> lays her down next to him and it's just her looking at him. It, it almost felt like a scene out of the Zodiac or something. Like maybe it he, maybe it was really just knockout juice or something. It's maybe I don't know, but 
but it seemed like he was going to assassinate someone, right? Was that before or after the parking lot conversation? Uh, that was after. So he was supposed to assassinate them. Yeah, I think he yeah. was supposed to assassinate them. So that guy's them. probably dead. So that guy's probably fucking dead. And she's probably, he dropped them in the middle of the desert and yeah, she's drugged die. so bad that she yeah. can't move. I mean, exposure. Uh, <laughs> like, like that's. It was definitely see, daytime out. That's like, so in real life, she's panicking because there's this homeless guy who's just like, you can just walk home from here. It'll be fine. But you're in the middle of the fucking desert. And she's like, I don't know if this guy's going to kill me if I say, please don't. You're in the middle of the desert. Yeah. Like, because he's just delirious and has no idea what's happening. And then and then he finds the couple that he was supposed to kill at the same lake, both shot in the head while sitting on a rock. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, which, yeah. And it it didn't look, it just, they put red paint. So every, every time people get shot, either there's no evidence of the shot, of the fire being, or like the gun going off or blood, or it's just like someone just put like a dab of red paint on you. And that was, that means you're shot. <laughs> it's like someone hit you with a, paintball it's like paintball i shot you no you did it yeah. uh but yeah it's, it was it was really just i the whole the my one of my problems in watching this is i can watch and enjoy a bad movie i just i really need to know a little bit of what's happening like right. just a just an inkling of like what the fuck is going on right this one this this movie is definitely you know nothing. I know more. I know more what's going on in the room, which is is a movie you would think would be more okay with with not knowing what's going on because it is his like weird psychological adventure. Well, that but, one's uh, that one's just a drama. It's a love drama. Fine, so it's, it's just him drama. being cheated on. Because well, that's simple to show. Like he's the thing that's funny about Breen is that he's trying to do weird like metaphysical like meditation shit in the in at the same time as tell like. An, a, a spy story, that's, I guess? That's all fine. I, I'm saying that, like, The Room was a better film than this because, at the very least, I had I had an inkling of what oh. was going on. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, that makes sense. I, I mean, it, it just, it really bugged me that he could, this filmmaker could not be bothered to, like, give me information. Yes, yeah. Well, he was. He was giving you information, just none of it had any bearing on the plot. <laughs> He, uh, he was giving me information about how badass he was <laughs> <laughs> and then not backing it up and like kind of slipping on rocks with cowboy boots. Yeah, this is one of those. See, the the reason why I love these kinds of movies is because then I have to start doing mental gymnastics to try to keep <laughs> up with him or keep up with whatever the fuck he's trying to say. That's why I love these kinds of movies. Yeah. And again, more more power to him if he's getting something out of this. But that yeah. was that was really rough. He, he gets he gets better. Over time, I would hope so. But um, I mean, his movies are equally as bizarre and strange, and really don't make any sense. But it gets easier to figure out kind of what what's happening. Like with with Space Jesus and I am here now. That'll be like it's just an alien who comes in. He's like, "You're all cruel to people," and then he starts murdering drug dealers. And you're like, "Okay, <laughs> <laughs> sure." Ah, uh, uh, I. Mm. Yeah, I do. I also enjoy, and this is just a little mean spirited, but uh, I I do enjoy how he looks just squinty and confused. That's the best part. He really doesn't emote very much. This one, some of it, and some of it looks like he's legitimately like a a strange person having an emotional breakdown. 
like when he's at the car and he's just like grabbing the dirt and doing <laughs> it looks like he could very well be or like when he my or like my favorite part where he goes running off into the desert screaming <laughs> yeah and it, the shot just goes on for a really long time and you have to wonder if you're the if you're the guy behind the camera like is this guy coming back the or? camera yeah they're like he's not coming back he has to tell the, the first ac to go get the car because they have to go pick him up. <laughs> He's just like running and crying. I also loved how on the credits, uh, there <laughs> they put none. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there were there were some positions where rather than just not have the positions in the credits, he put none. Like he credited makeup. them with yeah makeup. None. He saw all the credits you're supposed to have, and then was like, "Well, I'll be honest about it, none." <laughs> yeah, and you're like, "We know Neil. <laughs> Neil, you could have just not put those in there. It's fine. You can." You don't. It's not like you're being disingenuous if you just don't leave out the fact that you didn't have a makeup artist. I also like how there were some uh, older men towards the end of the movie, and uh, at first, that when you when you first see them, they're up against a, a blue sky, and he they're just saying things like "It's fine, come on into Vegas," you know, like like they're some sort of uh, politicians mm-hmm. or like hotel owners or something. And then later on, there's a vague line about how they're the top, uh, like, spy government people. And then they start saying, they start repeating after each other, like, go to Code Orange. And then the next guy will say, go to Code Orange. And then the next guy will say, time to go to Code Orange. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And then they go to Code Red. And then they say shut down the hotels on the strip. And then you can you can tell uh, that that they're definitely there's one guy who's like squinting pretty hard at like a card off yeah. off screen. Yeah, it's just Neil Breen holding up a card. And these guys don't know what why they're saying what they're saying. Yeah, and it's you can very tell clear. All the one lines that are being said in this movie have no context. Like the whoever these actors and they're probably not even actors. Uh, uh, or probably his real estate buddies. Yeah, they're probably yeah. They it wouldn't surprise me if they're just buddies of his. But um, a lot of them, they're not given any context to, it's pretty much just, he puts a camera on them and says, say this, and they really have no idea what the fuck is going on. I'm, I'll, I'll be interested to, I'll, um, to IMDb this one. I kind of want to see. I think it's on IMDb. Is it? I think so. I, I hope so. I'm pretty sure. I know I am here now and, um, uh, and Faithful Findings. Is. I, I wanna... This was his first, first one though. He didn't make, he didn't make another one for a while hmm. after this. I think... I am here now was 2011. So like 6 years later. Yeah. So it took him some time. It was really it was really painful though. I know I've made I've made some bad things in my time as as most of us have. Yeah. Um it just it just really uh I'm still fighting hurt. to be as good as him. <laughs> <laughs> no you're not, Max. I want to be as brilliant as Neil Breen. My compliment to you is you're you're doing fine. <laughs> I'm not as bad. I'm not as bad as Neil Breen. You're not as bad as Neil uh, Breen. Yeah. Yeah. I. I mean, I'm a big. I'm a big Neil Breen guy. I like. I like his. I like his later stuff more. But we need to start it. If we were gonna do it, we had to start at the beginning. We had to start where this whole thing starts. Sure. <laughs> which, which you know, it, it makes sense. Oh five. You know, it was him making his movie because his movies have like. His, Neil Breen's movies have weird spiritual, like metaphysical and political undertones. I, I'm clearly. on this journey with you, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna get real weird. He does actually monologue quite a bit. Yeah, uh, he has. A, he has a, a, another about, thing about Neil Breen movies: soapbox, always soapbox, very soapboxy from time to time. Yeah, but I don't know what he's saying on his soapbox. He's just saying things like I think he's saying uh, s- some vaguely anti-surveillance things. Yeah, some mostly anti-surveillance, anti-corporate. Big mm. anti-corporation things, big like ruining the. He's big in environmentalism. 
I, I did, uh, you know, the thing, the thing that I liked best about this film is that he showed some stock footage of, uh, <laughs> of, uh, ISS. <laughs> of ISS, which is always fun to look at. Even though he thought it was a satellite, I'm sure. And then he, they showed some stock footage of a Saturn V rocket. Oh which, yeah, that was which we haven't, which used we haven't since the used. 70s. Yeah, yeah. Which, which reminded me that SLS is is uh, operational, which I'm really excited about. And that's what I liked about this film is that it reminded me that SLS is coming. <laughs> it reminded you that NASA is still doing things. Yep, yep. Yeah. Actually, I'm I'm pretty psyched about that because SLS has like a crazy lift capacity. Is that the is that the one that's supposed to have more pounds per thrust than Saturn V. It's supposed to be retarded. It's uh, I, I I believe that uh, pr- uh, the tonnage is um pretty similar to Saturn V, but uh, its lift capacity is way 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 higher. Right, that's supposed to throw us into Mars, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, not yeah, not a straight a... shot, obviously. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, I think that's what they're going to use to put the components yeah. into. Uh, that's the one with the two boosters, right? Is that the one that, well, that has the two booster rockets? It uh, it can have uh, two right, boosters. Right. But the model, the design that they're they're showing off is the one with the two boosters. Right? Yeah, it depends yeah. what you want to lift, uh, because uh, the 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 smallest version I think is uh, no boosters, three stages, and then it goes to like uh, solid boosters with the central uh, three stage rocket, and then it's got like uh, um, uh, instead of solid booster rockets, I think it has just two liquid boosters mm. uh that are similar to just the the center uh three-stage rocket so it, that that has like the biggest lift capacity yeah. but they oh, just scale it sense. to what they need to lift that's cool it's efficient yeah i well it's it's kind of simple looking i mean nothing about that's simple but it, yeah. it looks elegant it looks neat and uh they're just like yeah the space shuttle is very cool but we just really need to lift shit into space and the space shuttle is cool it just it still looks like it was made in 1985 like it was yeah. Wasn't it designed way earlier than that too? It was too? designed earlier. Yeah. It was designed it was designed in I think it was designed in the late seventies. Yeah. They started designing for reuse vehicles. Uh yeah, so okay. Well, you got the most out of NASA. I yeah. I got a lot out of like weird old man in the cave spirit journey. Yeah. yeah. Where I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be him and then he watches himself let himself die. I think he actually said that. I think Did he say it was yeah, him? Yeah. It went I just think it's fucked up that he lets himself die. Well, I think that is his future. I think is that he's just going to be in a cave in the woods. Yeah, or maybe in the, I mean, the desert. Actually, you know what I think this entire movie was was the hallucination of an old man dying. So he was he, watching his past and his wishes and dreams. Yep, and his dead wife. That that was that was the moment as he was heading towards the light. Was this movie? Yeah. Just so you know, he does carry around his dead wife's bones with him. And I don't think we made that clear. Uh, he does. Yeah, he they're carries. In his, yeah. They're in a, a bag, and he he fucks them sometimes. Yeah, and he he breaks the jaw off one too, which is pretty good. Yeah, I think I think he didn't mean to do that. No, that was an accident on set. And then so the other shots, the jaw is just broken because they they borrowed this thing from a university somewhere. Neil and... Breen is hardcore continuity. That's why the computers were always off. <laughs> right. If they're off in the first shot, they're off in all of them. Ne- Neil, you need to you need to turn on. You nope, gotta fucks turn on the continuity. Computer, Neil. Fucks gotta... continuity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah. Oh, well, Neil Breen. Our first foray into Neil Breen. All right. Well, uh, what are we watching next time, Max? Well, we have to pitch the movie. How would you pitch this movie today? Oh, uh, how would I pitch this movie? Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to feel like you could do better at something? <laughs> do you are you are you down on yourself as an artist or a filmmaker, 
And do you want somebody who just keeps on trucking because he likes what he's doing, no matter what people think? You know, if if you if you need if you need a boost in confidence, and I'm not I'm not saying this in a mean spirit. It's a little mean spirit, it's but mean spirit. I'm not I'm not meaning to say it in the way of like he's so bad that fuck him. I mean like here's a guy who's just like I do this for me, and I don't care what you guys think uh, because it's pretty bad. It's <laughs> a long pitch. You know, if if you need a boost in confidence, watch this, and you'll go like, you know what? I should keep going. If he's getting something out of doing what he's doing, and I'm getting something out of what I'm doing. Uh, let's keep on trucking. That's going to go over real well in the room. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to go over real well in the room. So the uh, the uh, Paramount execs yeah, are like... They're going to sit there and be like, wow. Okay, Andy, we'll call you. Let's <laughs> <laughs> roll from the heart. Hey, thanks for coming in, Andy. Um, we'll, tell, we, we, we'll, we'll call you... You'll get halfway through that before security's dragging you out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll call your dad, actually. We won't call you. We'll... Uh, well, tell Larry thanks for for uh, telling you to come in here today. Yeah, uh, yeah, yep, <laughs> yep. My pitch would be post nine eleven, post recession, American Psycho. You you've been thinking about these ahead of time, haven't you? Nope. I came up with that in the middle of the movie. You, your last two pitches have been way better than mine. <laughs> I just because I'm modifying original movies because that's what you pitch today. You want to know how this is how bankrupt Hollywood is? You just pitch it saying it's this, but this movie. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's actually what people do. Okay, so here's my new pitch for what we just watched. Okay, what's your new pitch? Uh, do a pitch that's not going to get you carried out by security. It's it's uh, it's it's post 9/11 Evangelion. I find that offensive. <laughs> I'm offended by that. I I like Neil Breen, but don't you dare compare Neil Breen to Evangelion. Um, <laughs> I'm 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 actually angry. <laughs> He sounds like he's laughing, but his face is full I know, of rage. I'm rage. I'm filled with rage. <laughs> it's like that. That that might as well be the Holy Bible. <laughs> don't, don't shit on that. Uh, uh, yeah. It, you know I love Evangelion, I know right? You, you know I. We've, I, done, we've yeah. talked at length about 90, 80s and nineties anime. <laughs> yeah. To know. Yeah, yeah. We we yeah. definitely have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the the joke, Max, is that get it. Yeah. there's nothing that could be further apart. <laughs> Further from this movie, <laughs> Neil starring Neil Breen as Shinji. <laughs> oh God! Uh, I mean, Neil, Neil Breen, Breen could get, be Shinji's dad. Get in the robot! <laughs> I don't want to. It's a bad robot. No. I. Who are you, mother? <laughs> yeah. Oh, there we go. Wow. There we go. Wow. All right, coming uh, 2017, Neil Breen's Evangelion. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be an animated uh, Lego short. <laughs> it'll be stock footage. <laughs> stock footage. It just, it just takes shots from the anime and then cut to shots of Neil Breen in a fucking cockpit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cardboard cockpit. Yeah. Uh, yep. And he'll play both his dad and she. <laughs> He should play Oscar too. He'll play Oscar and Ray. No, and no, no. He'll get some just random person who can't act. Some random Ray. sad child. Some random. No, it's just some random girl. She'll be like in her twenties, <laughs> just with a very low cut shirt, oh, and God. that'll be Ray. And he'll, you know, 
you know, and obviously Shinji and Masato will be having sex because that's how that's uh, going to work because Dio Brains can't go anywhere in a movie. I, I would rather have him play Ray though, because it makes me sad when Ray is sexualized. I would rather have him play Masato and Shinji and have a sex scene. <laughs> <laughs> you just get, you just do, you just do close up shots of each face. As they're fucking, as he's <laughs> fucking himself. So Masato's voiceover would just be him high pitched, going like, "I'm a special agent," and Shinji's like, "I'm sad." And then they're they're no, suddenly having just, sex. Yeah, what? Yeah, it's just it's just it's just Shinji, and it'll just be Neil Breen being like, "I don't know who I am. I don't know my father. I don't know my mother. I have. Why does no one like me?" And they'll just cut to Masato, and you'd be like, "I'm your guardian." I'm your guardian. I'm your guardian over and over and over again, and that's how that's gonna play out. She she won't say uh she won't say switch to code dick. No. <laughs> Does it sound like Neil Breen is nearly nearly witty enough to write that line? <laughs> to write the line switch to code dick? <laughs> no, because a twelve year a twelve year old would write that. Line. I would write that. I know, line. I know, I know. There's no mistaking how old we are mentally. I know exactly why, yeah. No, it would just be it would be a repeat because all he does is repeat everything. Or it would be, I mean, what else would? What or uh? I I I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna Google if there's a movie called Switch to Code Dick because <laughs> there is, I'm sure. Or or it could be like what is it from End of Evangelion when Masato like actually kisses Shinji at the end and says yeah. we'll do it for real and it gets real weird about that before she dies. What if what if that's what she says? One Neil Breen's having like she well Neil Breen as Masato is just like we'll do it for real next time. <laughs> But they're doing it for real then. Where it's Neil Breen just grunting uh, <laughs> under a tarp. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Breen only, Shinji and Masato only have sex in tarps. And so they don't have to find a double. One of them is Bones. And then they and then they like do a match cut to like when one of them's out of frame yeah. to be like, I felt like Bones while you were having sex with me. I want, I'm trying to make Evangelion into more of a proto-male fantasy <laughs> story. <laughs> so rather... <laughs> to make this fit... <laughs> To make this, yeah, to make this work. So the uh, the the big the the Ava's uh, rather than lifting up a boat to block missiles, it's just Neil Breen lifting up a little like bath. He's in the bathtub lifting up a boat, blocking bubbles. <laughs> that his actual father is blowing at him. There is no such thing as Oscar and Ray and all them. It's just Neil Breen. <laughs> it's just Neil Breen. His various personalities <laughs> playing with each other seamlessly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Only Neil, Neil Breen person. all made up to look all pretty and Neil Breen, but he's all mean to the other Neil Breen. <laughs> you you make up certain parts of his face so that like when he put when he points his forehead at the camera, that's Asuka. And then when he points his chin at the sa- no, camera, he, that's, he would just that's shoot Shinji. A, he would just shoot a profile. So it's always it's always left side face. It's Asuka and right side of the face. It's Ray. <laughs> and then if you do like if you just do if you just do like there, he's got two watermelon melons in a fake bra and his kind of orangey chest that's masato and then you know that's it does he does he voice act at all or is it always just like it's just neil breen it's just it's always just, neil, breen. All neil breen who would play reeds go neil breen <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about he would just put on a blonde wig <laughs> <laughs> he would also play the avas there'd be so much more sex so many more sex scenes between reeds go and gendo well if that were the case i mean i think i think uh he would even play the kids like the like flashback children, like little Ray. He'd play little Ray. He'd be like on his knees. He'd put like the little shoes on his knees. 
so it looks like he's super short. Well, the 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 plus side of him uh, doing everything himself on that movie and having more sex scenes is that having a sex scene with yourself is really easy. It's true. It's easy to get off. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird, Max. Yeah. That yeah, was weird. That was... You mean um, the, the entire Evangelion Neil Breen thing? Yeah. yeah. Well, the entire everything about everything about this. Yeah. It yeah, just that kind uh, of, I think I that just went to a dark place. You just yes anded me really hard <laughs> <laughs> on that suggestion about Evangelion with Neil Breen. Uh. <laughs> oh fuck! I don't. I don't. What's next time? Is it know. written down? I don't know. It's fine. Join us next time for a movie. <laughs> we'll watch something. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm I'm Mandy Steinhauer, and I'm Max Wyland, and that was Double Down. <laughs> Double. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. I'm not fine. You're not. Fine. I'm not fine. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not fine. Ugh.